Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. I'm going to do another article about Sister Deidre Byrne, or Dee Dee Byrne. Um, really, um, I have to say this. I mean, it's it was impressive. She, um, she really uh, got a lot of attention. This is going to be episode 35. What also was the reaction from the left? There was this particular priest, Dr. Taylor Marshall mentioned, and I don't want to mention his name because I don't want to give him the time of a day. He, we know this about him. He was ordained by Cardinal Theodore McCarrick. And that says a lot right there. Um, he dared to compare her to uh, a photo of a nun during World War II who gave the Z Kyle the salute to the Nazi symbol, uh, Nazi so Nazi salute standing by the swastika. I mean, that's that shows you that how people on the left think. They get threatened by virtue, by uh, orthodoxy, by real holy bravery. You know, and they're always, I like what this guy said, they're always fighting yesterday's battles, but if they can't find yesterday's battles, they'll come up with an imaginary battle today. You know, it's it's like this, really. Uh, save the rainforest, save the animals, save the planet. But wait, what's this growing in my womb? A child? Oh no, I'm not going to destroy my life for this thing. Get it out. But don't forget to save the forest. That's how these people think. All right? Because they need to have their freedom for their own perversity. But meanwhile, they have to make it up by a new imaginary battle. Of course, who doesn't want to save the planet? Who doesn't want to save clean water? I want to see eagles. I want to see bears. And I want to see whales. And I want to see beautiful you know, green lakes or you know, blue lakes. Who doesn't want that? All right? Who doesn't want that? You know, that's 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 that's... That's God's gift to us. But the problem is the left has a psychological problem. Anyway, I don't want to keep talking. I'm going to play this clip uh, when she went out to the RNC, because I really think this let her speak for herself. Okay, so I'm going to play this and I'm going to keep quiet. Good evening. I'm Sister Dee Dee Byrne. And I belong to the community of the little workers of the Sacred Hearts of Jesus and Mary. Last 4th of July, I was honored to be one of the President's guests at his Salute to America celebration. I must confess that I recently prayed while in chapel, begging God to allow me to be a voice and instrument for human life. And now here I am, speaking at the Republican National Convention. I guess you better be careful for what you pray for. My journey to religious life was not a traditional route, if there is such a thing. In 1978, as a medical stu school student at Georgetown University, I joined the Army to help pay for my tuition and ended up devoting 29 years to the military, serving as a doctor and a surgeon in places like Afghanistan and Egypt's Sinai Peninsula. After much prayer and contemplation, I entered my religious order in 2002 working to serve the poor and the sick in Haiti, Sudan, Kenya, Iraq, and in Washington, D.C. 
Humility is at the foundation of our order, which makes it very difficult to talk about myself. But I can speak about my experience working for those fleeing war-torn and impoverished countries all around the world. Those refugees all share a common experience. They have been all marginalized, viewed as insignificant, powerless, and voiceless. And while we tend to think of the marginalized as living beyond our borders, the truth is the largest marginalized group in the world can be found here in the United States. They are the unborn. As Christians, we first met Jesus as a stirring embryo in the womb of an unwed mother and saw him born nine months later in the poverty of the cave. It's no coincidence that Jesus stood up for what was just and was un ultimately crucified because what he said wasn't politically correct or fashionable. As followers of Christ, we are called to stand up for life against the politically correct or fashionable of today. We must fight against a legislative agenda that supports and even celebrates destroying life in the womb. Keep in mind the laws we create define how we see our humanity. And we must ask ourselves, what are we saying when we go into a womb and snuff out an innocent, powerless, voiceless life? As a physician, I can say without hesitation, life begins at conception. While what I have to say may be difficult for some to hear, I am saying it because I'm not just pro-life, I'm pro-eternal life, and I want all of us to end up in heaven together someday. Which brings me to why I'm here today. Donald Trump is the most pro-life president that this nation has ever had, defending life at all stages. His belief in the sanctity of life transcends politics. President Trump will stand up against Biden-Harris, who are the most anti-life presidential ticket ever, even supporting the horrors of late-term abortion and infanticide. Because of his courage and conviction, President Trump has earned the support of America's pro-life community. Moreover, he has a nationwide of religious standing behind him. You'll find us here with our weapon of choice, the rosary. So thank you, Mr. President. We are all praying for you. Wow. Okay. That was great. That was fantastic. So uh, let me take a moment here, and then we're going to go back. We're going to look into her life a little bit more, get more information about her. Okay. This is uh, from the National Catholic Register. Uh, it's a blog by Kathy Schaefer, uh, National Catholic Register. Uh, it's actually owned by EWTN. So, uh, Sister Deidre Didi Byrne, Surgeon, Soldier, Sister, and Servant. Sister Deidre Didi Byrne has worn three uniforms, a surgeon's scrubs, a soldier's camouflage and now a sister's habit okay uh one of the one of the heartwarming features of president trump's address at the salute for america july 4th this article actually uh is from august 24th 2020 but we're going to go back to july 4th 2019 uh on this article 
was his tribute to citizens past and present who by their service helped to make America a better place. He, he praised Claire Barton, who founded the American Red Cross in 1881. He thanked Tina Angel Belcher, known as Miss Angel, to, uh, to the people she serves for generously volunteering during Hurricane Michael and in the years later that followed her, he praised the heroes that services our, our communities, including firefighters, first responders, police, sheriffs, ICE Border Patrol, and the brave men and women of law enforcement. But the name that caught my attention was Sister Deidre Byrne. Sister Deidre, or Didi, as she is called by her friends, is a medical doctor whose long career has been marked by extraordinary services. She served in the U.S. Army Medical Corps, in active duty in Afghanistan, and later as a uh, reservist, eventually raising to the rank of colonel. She served for 13 months in Egypt's Sinai Peninsula as a missionary surgeon. She devoted herself to helping the sick in Kenya, Haiti, Sudan, and Iraq. Okay, Sometimes her medical skills opened doors for her to meet Catholic leaders who helped to influence her vocation. When Cardinal James Hickey, Archbishop of Washington, had opened heart surgery in 1996, it was Deidre who cared for him during his post-op period. And in 1997, a, as a senior resident, she delivered medical care to Mother Teresa during the missionary's five-day visit to Washington, D.C. Sister Deidre's accomplishments can don't end there. As a young doctor in New York on September 11, 2001, after the planes flew into World Trade Center, she and her friends made their way to Ground Zero, then spent the next two weeks delivering supplies and support to firefighters. She was, uh, she was a board-certified in family medicine and in general surgery, she has earned the title of a fellow in the American College of Surgeons, a call to service in another way. Um, while serving as a medical officer uh, was rewarding, Deidre felt called to serve God in yet another way. After a period of discernment, she entered the little workers of the sacred hearts of Jesus and Mary, a traditional religious order whose life is centered on prayer and Eucharistic adoration. Founded in Italy, the order attracts teachers and healthcare professionals to their missions of service. Sister Deidre had found her way home. She entered the community in 2002 and professed her first vow in 2004. But during those years, the military again called on her to help in the U.S. and Afghanistan. I had one foot in the religious life and one foot with Uncle Sam, she told the Georgetown Men Medicine Magazine. She finally retired from the U.S. military in 2009, and two years later she professed her final vows. The president's praise for Sister Deidre's service. Sister Deidre talked with Register, with Register about the experience of attending the salute to America at the Lincoln Memorial. I don't know how I was selected, she admitted. The president already had this idea of who he wanted to honor. She speculated that President Trump may have learned about her service through someone who knew her youngest brother, 
Father Bilburn, a Catholic priest in the Archdiocese of Washington. She insisted that despite the president's kind words, she wasn't the real hero. I was sitting around some, um, you know, I wasn't sitting around some real heroes. She said, among the honored seated new sister Deidre in the in her stand, where an older man who sir who received a medal for his heroism in Japan, a Navy SEAL who rescued a doctor in Afghanistan, a serviceman who had been involved in the bombing of uh, Fallujah, Iraq. They are the people I get to help to take care of, she said. She's able to sleep at night because they are not sleeping at night. They are on watch, looking out for the bad guys. Her humility is amazing because, I mean, she really, I mean, she reflects the humility of Christ. She still doesn't want to be praised, even though she has done, she's been there in the front lines. I mean, these guys can't do it on their own. I mean, they get wounded. They get, you know, they bring back wounded and she's there to help. They can't operate. They can't, you know, refasten a, a bone or anything like that. They, they don't have that. I mean, their, their job is to go into the battle and she's still, she's still a humble person. She's, you know, and that's really beautiful about her. I ask about what she's done now. Sister Deirdre explained, I am a general surgeon. I do free surgery for the poor and refugees. She works thoroughly in um, in hospital, a, non a civil hospital, not profit uh, hospital, managed by John Hopkins in the Placida neighborhood of Washington, D.C., in the District of Columbia. Hospitals are required by law to perform a certain number of sur uh, surgeries for uninsured and low-income patients, but... In the wealthy community in which the hospital is located, there are few there are few homeless uh, or indign uh, in, in, indignant patients. Sibyl Hospital turned to the little little workers of the Sacred Heart, inviting them to perform surgery in the hospital at no cost. So the sisters have been able to offer free or low cost service to uh, ind uh, indignant patients. Sister Deidre, now over 60, has had to simplify her schedule to balance her responsibilities. In her younger years, she performed a wide range of surgeries, but today she has an additional commitments as head of the household of religious, religious order. So she restricts her medical work to outpatient surgeries, gallbladder, hernia, sometimes thyroid surgery. In years past, she served with the U.S. military in Sudan, but that requires a two-month commitment. And while she still travels overseas two or three times a year, she helps instead in Haiti. She's a, a board member of Archangel Airborne, a nonprofit humanitarian social operation organization that brings together nurses, doctors, airline pilots, servicemen and women, and, ch church and children living in conditions of extreme poverty and situations of disaster, social injustice, and oppression. Asked if she had a message for readers of the National Catholic Registrar, Sister Dieter quoted what Mother Teresa had once told her, keep your eyes on the cross. In every way, Sister Deidre, and in every part of her life, embraces all that comes your way and embraces our Lord on the cross. She shared her personal mantra, which is especially relevant for young people. Life is not as complicated as I think it is. We have only two goals. One, to do all we can to keep the state of grace. As Catholics, that means 
participating in confession, holy communion, and if possible, adoration. Two, bring as many with you as you can. That means telling the truth to people, even when it is difficult. Okay, so I'm going to end it here. It's a long article, but I really want to end it here. Um, it's, wow, it's a really long article. Well, you know what? No, I'm going to finish it. What am I doing? I'm going to finish it because I think it's, it's, I think this is important. She really, she really is a remarkable person. Another, um, all right, let me see here. I think, oh yeah. So when I am in the clinic with a patient who cohabits or uses contraception, she explains, I try to talk honestly with that person about God's will. Sister Deidre tries to be positive in her conversation with her patients, but she will often remind a person before surgery that he or she is about to undergo anesthesia and that will and and that while they are expect expect a full recovery there is a small chance of death and a chance that the patient will find himself or herself standing before god you ought to reconsider your life she warns as far as those habits her patients she reports tend to take her admission and her and are not offended I'm not saying that people saying that pe saying that because I'm judging. She explained. I'm saying that because I love them. I think that's fantastic because I think she talks to them straightforward. I think I'm quite certain she has the ability to talk to people one on one. You know, yes, there are uh, religious people that tend to go in very sloppily, in a sense. You know, they. It's it's the way they were trained and the way they're trained by that person. But she, she's a real life person. She's been out there. She's seen life and death face to face. She's seen the consequences of war. She's seen the consequences of, of uh, people who've been victimized. I'm sure she's dealt with rape victims over and over again, and you know, sadly, people who have been maybe slaves, captive slaves, in the sex tra uh, trade, especially with you know, with terrorists and Islamic terrorists, they don't care about the uh, the people of other religions. They think they have the right to power over them. Let's continue the article. Saving the unborn and their mothers. Another area which Sister Deidre has enjoyed a success in her medical clinic is with abortion uh, re reversal. She helps women who have taken the abortion pill, but with regret that uh, that action if they come to her within 72 hours of taking the pill she can take action to reverse the pills tracatory track uh tracatory i'm sorry i'm that word and potentially save the life of the developing child i didn't know you can do that sister Deidre reports that she has an un uh, ultrasound in in machine in her convent wow and that using available medical technology, they are able to save about 50% of the babies whose mothers come to the clinic for help in reversing the abortion. Sister Deidre is optimistic as she discusses her team's efforts, quoting Mother Teresa, who said simply, one baby at a time. Sister Deidre explained that she has that she tries to comfort the pregnant women, assuring them that regardless of the outcome, as the clinic attempts to save their child's life, Jesus is very pleased with what they're doing now. No matter what happens, she says, if you if you 
if if you uh, if your baby dies or if your baby survives, Christ is pleased with the attempt to save the child. Often patients who are expecting have visited Planned Parenthood where they have been told that the pregnancy is just a clump of cells. They are told that you're you're black, you're unmarried, you need the money, you need to kill your baby. It's not unusual, Sister Deidre said, for a woman to tell her that she walked into the Planned Parenthood office pro-choice and left pro-life because of the unkind treatment she received there. Well... I've heard that before. This is something I've heard over and over again. I, I've in, in documentaries, in other articles, that they do that. It's it's unbelievable. Wow, this woman is is remarkable. I mean, she's like, <laughs> you know, everybody wondered if there would be another Mother Teresa. I think we found her. I think at least. I mean, she's not Mother Teresa, but she she definitely is. Uh the nun of our time. She's the she's the pro-life nun we need. You see, God always brings out a hero, a champion. That's fantastic. And, you know, then this, this one here, uh, the article I just read to you, um, okay, that was Registrar, Catholic Registrar. And I got it from Church Militant, which is really great. So um, I'm going to end it here. Um, the next podcast episode I'm going to do on the... Uh, the 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 Marshall family the fam the I'm sorry Mueller, the Mueller family who lost their daughter to Abu Baghdadi, in ISIS. So I'm going to do an article about her, uh, because that really stood out to me, uh, that that family that really went through uh, a lot. Um, they didn't get any help from the Obama administration, so that's going to be the next one. So God bless, and uh, we'll be together again soon. Let's say a hail Mary. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. God bless, and we'll be together again soon.